0: Thank you. Okay. Hey, everyone. Uh, welcome to another episode of From Hunts to Humans. I'm here with Kenzie today, and we're going to talk about, again, some heavy topics today. We're going to talk about racism that uh, she saw when she was in Monet, and um, also just general racism that we see in uh, the network marketing, multi-level marketing world. Um, and I'm super excited to hear your story and to see like how we can, as like an anti-MLM community, better support uh, people of color in general, um, because it's a very white girl dominated mm. industry. Um, so I can only imagine like how marginalized people feel when they go into network marketing and they are anything other than white. Mm-hmm. So, take it sure. away start with your story
1: okay. and, uh, awesome uh, so yeah i awesome so sorry for interrupting no, <laughs> um, okay cool um, I'm Kenzie um, I um, <clears throat> excuse me I my first um, and only network marketing experience um, was with Monet um, however you however you say it it's basically Monet but Um, I know people have a hard time pronouncing it. Um, So it's a luxury hair care, um, quote unquote, luxury hair care, um, network marketing. Um, And then I was in it from 2018 to 20, I would say about August 2020. Um, And then I kind of dived in deep into kind of anti MLM after that. So um, I'm not not new, new to anti MLM, but now I kind of like got out of it. Um, so the whole reason I did do that was that um was basically because of Black Lives Matter, um, and how the Monate leaders handled that and also the company. Um, and then also like learning from anti-MLM. Um, so the first person that I actually from my company actually that left I was like one of my and one of my teams, um, or like sideline as we call it. So or like a sideline sister is kind of how you say um that's the lingo you would say if they're in a different team um and I noticed that she left and so that's what kind of started I'm still really good friends with her her name's Lexi um Wilson I love her she does like astrology business stuff now and I just I adore her
0: does she is she open and like public about who she is okay cool
1: she is she's very um she is open and public um so
0: does she have like like a you said that she has an astrology business.
1: Mm-hmm. We'll have
0: to so, link yeah.
1: that in the. We'll have yeah. to Yeah, yeah, I love her. Yeah, her her Instagram is at the Lexi Wilson. You'll love her. She's she's a great soul, and like I fully believe in astrology. So, um, it's funny because I actually went to like a bunch of crystal and like tarot card shops yesterday, and I actually got my tarot card reading. But that's like a different like story for later <laughs> because I will talk like ages about it. But yeah. Lexi was one of them. And then Jenny Wilde. I don't know if you know, Jenny. Yeah, she was um, Jen on the was, podcast. yeah. Jenny's one of my good friends too, from Monet. Um, so she was one of the other reasons why too. She was like the first, she and Lexi were the first ones to basically leave. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. This is like, there's people I know. Um, and so basically um, to go back into time um, and <laughs> it's it's yeah it's crazy that that was like almost three years ago um so we always talk about how like you know network marketing preys on vulnerable um people and so I was very vulnerable when um I got uh recruited um I was out of college I was at a really really crappy job um at like a gym not like a small gym and I I hated it um and then I was presented this by my upline um, basically first for like discounts, I act. Ax- you know what, to be honest, I accidentally clicked on a, a poll and that was like the <laughs> worst thing you can ever do. Um, if you come across this and I've noticed that she was like doing this for a while, I'm like, oh, cool. Um, and then she was like, oh, you, you, you would love this like dry, that was the, the dry shampoo, the champ dry shampoo, the most amazing one, um, <laughs> that you can find most likely cheaper options, um, for uh, so I was like, "Oh no," you know, like Jenna. I'm like, "No, no, I'm good." And then I think after that, I got invited to a event. I remember because it was in August of 2018, so mm-hmm. it was like on one of my off days or something like that from work. Um, and then I went, and it was mainly white women, so it was just kind of like, "Oh," but I, I kind of was going with the flow with it, um, and then. I should have my first instinct you know what's funny they were like oh we're like a cult and I was like yeah they're like you know like but like it's like fun like you know it was fun I was like oh ha ha, ha. like you know not and not fully understanding what a cult was and like the like you know like a pop like a pop culture or like whatever you want to call it like cults but I was yeah. like oh interesting um and then I joined like I think two or three days later but like I was only like trying the products, like you know how you get like a discount. Yeah. Um, so that's like the market partner. Um. So I signed up for a market partner. Worst two hundred dollars of my life that I wasted. Um. But that's another topic for another day. <laughs> <laughs> um. And yeah, that's basically how I got into it. Um. The upline was someone I just knew from high school. Um. And we were kind of good friends, but like I don't want to go into any specifics past that. Um so um basically I did that for three years I remember trying to sell it like every day and like basically like putting my all into it and at one point I quit the crappy job because I was so tired of being like verbally abused by my boss so Um, I was Monet like or Monet looking for a job. Um, Never do that. That's that's not end well Um, because like I was trying so hard, and then they're like trying to feed into like personal development and trying to like you know say, oh well, like this is just like a bump in the road. And I'm like, no, this is a very very low point in my life. So this cannot be solved by personal development. This has to be solved by getting like help for mental health because I had um, very, very, very low mental health at that point. Yeah. So I was like, I think fall of tw- no winter of 2018 slash early 2019. Um, so I was like, no, we're not going to do that. i now realized that after that, I was like, no, we're not going to do that. So that, yeah, I did mon- like full-time for like a long time and, um, during 2019. And then once I got my job, um, at the company that I now work at, which would be, um, the Y up in Seattle. Um, that was my first job and I was doing part-time, um, and I was doing Monet. So honestly I was getting like paid more at my actual day job than Monet. Um, so yeah. And then I just stopped after August, um, after quite a bit of things. Um, so the first, yeah, like I mentioned before, black, like the black lives matter movement, um, was it came back to you know came back um after the george floyd's death um and that was a very very hard time um uh, personally I was at one of my uplines like cabin out in um i think Shelton or whatever um for like just to for a hangout um and then we were watching it on the t v um of the protests happening in seattle um so I don't know if anyone knows what um happened in Seattle. Seattle's like one of the main protests that um tr- Trump, the old president, sent um federal agents to um because he believed that Black Lives Matter was a terrorist group, which was not true. Um, so that was like a very prominent protest. Um, especially and then also Portland too. So the Northwest was very like that was prominent. Um and then in Minnesota as well. That's where like the shooting uh, or the killing of him happens. So, um I was in the like you know I was hanging out we we're watching it and like um we were with uh, my upline's parents too. Um the mom of the, my upline for is her sponsor in a sense. So, um we are just you know chilling and then like they're making kind of offhand comments Um, like oh George Floyd wouldn't want all this violence and like looting and this and that and I was just like you know educating myself about that so I was like I really want to say well at the time I didn't feel comfortable because it was a room of white people and I'm like the only brown person in the room so it was just like oh no like I want to say no that's not true and I actually with my upline had a conversation about what looting really meant because um it doesn't specify um, it doesn't mean like the protesters are criminals. Um, Usually looting has to do it. Usually some there's like people who are amping it up. um, And sometimes it's police who do it too, just because they want to, make a scene um, and like kind of make it look like it's the protesters, um, but looting, if you like look back, uh, Martin Luther King Jr. talks about looting um, and how that is part of protesting. Um, necessarily, I like, it's not like the best part of like protest, but it is a part of protest that needs to be acknowledged. Um, so I was trying, I know I'm sounding like I'm all over the place. It will make sense soon. <laughs> um, so basically I was trying to tell her, I'm like, you know, like, this is the history of it. The- and she's like, well, I thought you didn't like, like, you didn't agree with it. I'm like, I did not say that. <laughs> um, so that's how I kind of realized the racism was starting, um, in that team directly. They only talked about it once and then they went on about business um, which I find very disrespectful. Um, and then I was, you know, posting all about this and like my anger and, um, how I felt scared and like, you know, resources. Um, and then my upline is like, oh, I don't want to get political and like post about that. And she only posted one thing and then she posted something else, um, that kind of agreed with the cops. Like how cops are supposed are good, but like also like bad, and I'm just like, and it was like it was from a zoo, like a Zootopia, and I'm like, did you listen to the message of Zootopia? <laughs> I'm like, Zootopia is like literally being like, yeah, like not everyone seems what they are, so it was very interesting. I'm like, oh my lord, like what in the world? Um, and yeah, that was in a nutshell. That was like that experience when it started. Mm -hmm. And then this is from like May 2020. And then I started making more TikToks around this subject um, and more Instagram, how I felt with white, you know, being mixed. Um, I forgot to mention that I'm mixed. Um, I am (laughs) three quarters Hispanic or Latina, um, and then like a quarter um, Caucasian or white. Um, so, but mostly I am Hispanic, um, but, um, there's a lot of like microaggressions towards, um, mixed people. So, um, I experienced that quite a bit. So I was like making that, and then she was just being kind of, kind of, um, salt, you know, shady and stuff. She's like trying to avoid this topic of like racism and everything, um, And one time, I made a TikTok that kind of—it wasn't directly towards her, but it kind of was like about how her behavior was. Um, And then apparently, you know, a friend of hers like saw it on TikTok because um, the algorithm of TikTok is really weird, and it will show up on your for for you page. Um, And this person found it, sent it to her, and then she tried to confront me, and I told her, "I'm like, hey, like." you were doing these behaviors and you're also being kind of a little bit microaggressive. And I did not feel comfortable with that. And she was like, when did I ever do that? And like gaslighting, you know? And I was like, Oh my God. And she used my college degree. She's like, you're a college graduate. Like you're acting like a child and this and that. And yeah. Yeah. And then this was also when I was like struggling to find my ADHD
0: Mm-hmm.
1: um and like my and then I might be on the autistic scale or um, sin, um spectrum mm-hmm. um I was just figuring that out and now I just realized how ableist that sounds um because of like my disabilities and I'm just like excuse me uh, yeah. and so after that I blocked her and she said more things she's like you're being so immature and this and that I'm like girl you're being immature <laughs>
0: But also, like, I'm assuming you didn't like say her name in your TikTok. I didn't. No, the shoe fits, honey. Yeah,
1: the shoe fits. I was being so discreet, um, and I was just like, "How did you pick up from that?" And then also, how did you believe a person like that's not me? And like, why are you assuming? Um, so that TikTok is now deleted um, after she's been blocked because I was like, I don't want that on my. Um, my page anymore um it was just like it was just not like good mentally to have that on it um mm-hmm. so yeah that was like afterwards and um I don't know what happened after that but it was just so intense I remember driving home crying um which don't do that um it's not safe um yeah. I want to make sure y'all are sick not <laughs> getting, in, getting into accidents um and so I was crying I was angry but like that was like the um, ADHD and like the, um, I would say autistic side of myself kind of like not just was trying to understand and like not, you know, not try to rage. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and so I went home and I felt like so sick. Like I had a headache. Um, I felt like nauseous and like I was crying. And then I think the next Monday too, I saw my counselor. Um, and I was like, am i a bad person am i a bad person like for calling this person out and she's like no like you made a mistake but you're not wrong for calling this person out um so re- i don't know if people know but racism has like that mental effect that is just like it's hard um and not only that but it was like very ableist so yeah. um she has you know a lot of journeys to go she is currently dating someone who is BIPOC or um black indigenous or a person of color um sorry like I will make sure to say the acronym so that people understand what I'm trying to say so y'all don't know my my lingo and I'm like talking to code that's what my mom says she's like you're talking like code I'm like I'm sorry um so I feel like personally she she is a bad person but like she also has a lot of growing she's very immature for her age which is kind of funny that she's called me immature and I'm older than her, but she's very she she's very has a lot to learn. Um and I could say I'm not angry, but I would never talk. um yeah, and it's just it's wild. It's just wild. It, that's just like what I directly fell for. And then the company in a whole, um, this is why my friend Lexi left. Um, they responded poorly to the whole um black lives matter
0: Mm -hmm.
1: um and a lot of women in this in this company um including a lot of public figures in this company are very racist um and they're trumpies um and you know they believe the insurrection was an okay thing to happen lots of things to unpack because like you know that it's very yeah it's just crazy and culture appropriation Mm -hmm. um a lot of, um, uh, stuff too. I remember being like, this stood out to me, the, um, they have a, a specific shampoo that is meant for ethnic hair or like coily hair. Um, and trying to use that as a way to bring in their diversity. Um, But also I noticed there was like, um, they're selling that and they were selling um, like a hair scarf. So basically for like a hair scarf or even like a bonnet for a lot of black women um, or even like, you know, people who have curly hair, um, use that to protect their hair. So you use the scarves to protect your hair so that you you don't get any split ends or like it just doesn't damage your hair while you're sleeping. Um, Unlike my hair where it was like. It's like sticking up, <laughs> um, and I don't need that because my hair's not. Well, my hair's still ethnic kind of hair. Um, I used to have really, really curly hair. So, I if my hair was still that curly, um, I would use those things to like protect it. Um, but just to reinforce like that, um, like they were cultural appropriating it, that uh, in a sense, um, and not kind of like making it like giving it back to like where it started um, yeah. or like the source. Um, so that's one thing I noticed and another thing this is after I left too another thing I noticed is they have um a guasha so I don't know what anyone knows about a guasha um guasha is like typically it's a traditional um stone um, that you use for massaging your face it can be jade it can be any kind of stone um and it's practicing yes that is that is it so you use it um on like your lymph nodes on your like you know your jawline like on your face and then like I use it all the time religiously um but it is from you know East Asian cultures from Chinese Korean I don't know Japanese women use it or men use it but um it's very well known there and skincare is very very like like held very important um and I realized that too as someone who loves skincare Um, so that is another thing someone was calling Monet out for too, is that they were using, you know, um, especially, I think it was been, um, when, um, Asian hate crimes were happening. Um, so they're like, why are you not doing anything to help out with that? But you're perfectly fine profiting off of like something that is culturally important to a lot of, um, a lot of people. Um, so it's, it's so mind blowing and like you know the other things of Monet too is like how they're like copying uh, other brands there too like they're copying um oh my god hold no. on i'm gonna pause it okay um so basically yeah so the the copying of the it's just it's weird it's so weird um so yeah that's kind of like in a nutshell what happened um very traumatic (laughs) still dealing with that today so just like it's just yeah it's crazy to think that that was like a year ago so
0: yeah very
1: very frightening um and I didn't really talk about it this or like go public about it until March of 2021 just because like I as a person of color did not feel safe yeah and I was very scared I'm like oh my god like what if these people um, you know, what if these, you know, these two people who used to be friends are not going to like, you know, def- defame me or do something cr- like, you know, like to make me look like a bad person. Um, and I'm like, I can't do that. I'm like, I can't talk about this. Cause like, it's just, I'm like, I can't. Um, but I was like, I think I was talking about how much I was like, I'm done with this. I'm not going to do it anymore. Um, and I was struggling to find like, you know, hair stuff and skin hair because you know that was the thing is that you were like committed you your inventory loading all the freaking monet um products so it was like a weird time for me because I'm like oh my god I don't have any friends but like also these friends did not care about me so um and they didn't care about my race or like you know or my sexuality or um, any of that, so it's just, it's a mind boggle for a person of color, but nonetheless, like, also a person with, like, disabilities um, and, like, mental health issues, so it was a scary time, like, it was wild. Yeah,
0: yeah, it, I can definitely, like, see where it would be, like, really scary for somebody, like, in the minority group to speak out, um, and, like, In particular, in network marketing, like, anyone of any sort of nationality that's not white or a woman is the minority. Like, Mm -hmm. in network marketing, it is all white women. So, like, to be in that circle and to try to speak out against the circle that you're in is, like, so hard because it's uncomfortable to take accountability for your actions and, you know, that, I, I love being a part of the anti MLM community because like, that's the point is to like, be uncomfortable, take accountability for your actions. Like, we're all here to say like, Hey, mm-hmm. we made mistakes and we're ready to learn and move on, which is like, so cool to be a part of a space that is like ready to learn and to be accountable. Um, But like, so scary for like. Mm-hmm you I can totally
1: see why that Mm makes me scary yeah so it's like yeah I'm very I'm very fortunate for like anti-MLM groups um and like the first person that I saw that was anti-MLM being Lexi too as like a a strong black woman so like it was nice to see someone like a person of color speaking out because like I think I've been mainly seeing like mostly white people speaking out about it but like it was nice seeing like you know someone with some melanated skin (laughs) To, um, yeah. to see that speaking up about that um, so yeah it's it's scary because it's like also you know calling like you need to do it in a way that you are safe so yeah. luckily I am safe and I don't have a lot of racist like family members in my life or like racist people who would you know throw me under the bus or um, hate crime I don't want, I lightly want to use that I do I'm not using hate crime I want to make sure that hate crime the hate crime is very serious yeah but that's also a very real reality um, yeah. because I also live in a very racist town um, up in Washington Um, and sometimes I don't feel. I don't feel safe there so yeah it's very important but yeah um, it's very important to have that Space, even like with five,
0: five okay sorry i had to pause it because you no. your internet was breaking up but uh, i think you were saying um you were trying to talk about like it's important to have a safe space
1: mm. yeah just important to have a safe space um this is off topic but i saw a tiktok where this girl called out like some racist behaviors um towards like her white grandfather uh, who's very very racist and then he threatened to you know stop paying her tuition um or I think they go as they them I forgot what their pronouns are um and that's what I'm talking about like you want to make sure you're safe like if it affects your life like monetarily um like for school you want to make sure you stay safe like it's hard calling out, you know, not wanting to call out someone, um, especially if they're having racist, you know, racist language, um, and especially like older generation too, Um, but like you need to ensure that you have the safe space to do that, because if you don't, it's it's not good, it's not safe, so I'm lucky I do have a safe spot, so um, that is, that just not only goes for racism, that goes for like Anti MLM, you know, sexuality, uh, etc., etc. So, like, you want to make sure you have a safe space, and that's why I was ensuring that I had a safe space um, for my anti MLM stories. So, um, luckily, I found uh, quite a bit of anti MLM (laughs) stuff, and like, honestly, it's like it's so funny to crack up about it. Like, it's so bad, but it's so funny Um, some days because you're like, I did that.
0: Not fun but this is funny seeing these people act like fools act like clowns yeah it's really funny to like look back like I love the people that use humor like I don't got no huns like using humor all of the time uh to like point out like problematic behavior and it's just so helpful because like at the end of the day we can't change what we've already done you know, we can just take accountability for our actions, and it it's kind of like gives a sense of relief to just laugh about it and be like, "Oh my god, I did <laughs> that!" Like, yeah, for sure, yeah. No, that's totally that's totally true. So, yeah,
1: I I love. I don't have, I don't, or I don't want huns. I think that I, I say no. right? <laughs> I don't want no huns. I just found her recently, so or I think yeah, a couple months. Ago, I loved her stuff, so she yeah. makes me crack up all the time um another one the um, anti-MLM that I'm really close to that I know like the people who um run it is um anti uh Monet Queens Ooh, I don't follow them I enough. love them <laughs> yeah <me> <laughs> they're funny. there we go they're really great um and then actually one of them has um both of them actually have their own businesses, actual businesses um so um it's um they're it's like a two they're on the same team their their names are Heather and Britt um I love them so much um they're like older sisters to me because I'm the oldest um in my family so it's kind of just like nice to have like older sisters (laughs) um and yeah they're really funny too so um that's another one I recommend um also Jenny Jenny Wilde I swear her stuff is hilarious she but but also informational like um she does it in a way that's like it's funny but it's also informational and like easy to digest so if you need like that and you are just starting your journey to anti-MLM stuff like that is like the perfect person to like kind of like go through because she just makes it so easily that um I've died digestible like stuff yeah so. I really like <laughs>
0: that she does the anti-MLM quickies quickie yeah just like a little tiny bit mm-hmm. of information and you can just kind of take it in and you're like oh yeah like that's a problem <laughs> but like you know especially for like us ADHD folk um sometimes having those long-form content like can be really tough. Like I only listen to podcasts in the car. Like I love making podcasts, but like I can only really listen to them at certain times and all this oh, stuff. Like sure. long form stuff has to be on my schedule. And like even just sitting down to watch a YouTube video is really hard for me. It's hard. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love her like short little TikToks where she's just like, and this is a problem. Next video.
1: <laughs> and she sums it
0: up so beautifully. I know
1: she does Um, it really well and quickly and like yeah like you said it's perfect it's chef's kiss
0: yeah what do you think about um I I don't know this might be I don't know you can you can tell me if I'm being inappropriate I guess like obviously always but like like what do you think about like I've seen network marketing companies try to be like we need to diversify and they try to like incentivize diversification Mm. which like yes well like in general yes diversify like that is very good like you should be hiring people that all don't look like me um but like there's something about it that just feels weird
1: no, I agree with you on that. So how I go about it, I always like using analogies. I don't know that anyone does. Um, not analogies, but like stories. Um, so forced diversity of like a company or a group, that's not the right way of going for diversity. It just feels forced. Um, a good good um, example of this, this is just like um, something I, like my, my mom has told me, um, cause I always relate to, back to my mom. My mom's a teacher and um, there, um, was a school out here in California. Um, I think it was a very privileged white rich school. Um, and they needed to diversify their school. So they bust in like, you know, um, lower class, um, people of color into that. And it just did not work. Like it was just forced, um, diversity is basically it because like basically racist stuff can still happen like and it's just like you want it's good that you want to diversify but like at what cost um because like I know in Monet they like love to silence you for like you know as a person of color um but then they're like we want more diverse people I'm like at what cost you know
0: right yeah like if you're not gonna listen to my ideas or respect my opinions then Mm -hmm. like Or just like in that case with the kids, just let them live and be kids. Like, I can only imagine that just sounds like a, like a recipe for bullying and shaming and Mm. you don't belong here. That's exactly what happened. It's like when you're like dressed in your gym workout clothes and then you walk into a high-end establishment and you're like,
1: i don't belong (laughs) yeah no that's exactly it um that's it's just yeah it's just it's forced diversity you don't want that because then people are, are like you know if they feel uncomfortable they're gonna not like they're not gonna talk about the things like you need to feel uncomfortable there's like stuff um that i personally still am learning um and I have you know my good friend my one of my best friends she is black, and she you know she keeps me accountable um for a lot of black um language um or a a b e um which is african American vernacular english um mm-hmm. which we see a lot of you know a lot of um not just monet um reps but we see a lot of other white reps and other network marketing um use like CIS and um Oh, what else this is a main one um uh it's just it just doesn't it's like you know it's very particular to like the black culture um and like it's just yeah it's just not appropriate for like a white person to say it's, it feels not appropriate for me so like when you address someone like that um especially who's black um coming from like a white person it would be like very very di- like disrespectful and people can correct me in the uh, you know um in the I cannot think, and Instagram too when he posts this or like whenever someone hears this. um But yeah, like if you don't notice, like it's kind of funny. Like you see these p- women say these things that are very, very, um, they started with Black people. And then you know how they say tribe too? Yeah. That's very yeah. anti Native American. Yeah. Um, that's reinforcing what we learn as kids that Native Americans are savages. Um, and, but, you know, white women having tribes, is like, cool, but not if it's a Native American. So it's so weird. It's like wild to see that language.
0: Yeah. And then I was actually just thinking, as you were talking about that is like a a big thing that happens in network marketing is calling people like, oh my, like Arbon mama or like, like, but like, isn't that like from not white culture, like. Calling other people family members that aren't family members. I would Um, assume so. Like, I mean, obviously, like if there is like some like you know, like legitimate reason to like be like, like you're not my blood relative, but I'm I you are family. Like, if there is like some sort of real legitimate like bond there, like I can like almost respect where you're coming from, and like you know, like there are certain like you know, adoption and things like that, like. People don't have family and they want to be included. Okay, cool, but like in your cult, to call people my my Monet mom or my Arbon mom or my Arbon sister or my Monet or like sidelined
1: sister too. Yeah,
0: yeah, like it's, it's all yeah. just not great.
1: It screams sorority to me because they use a lot of that too. Yeah, like my big, which is like like a big sister or whatever, my My small, small sister. um, And just all that weird language. It's just like, you took that from a culture.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's all just another way to try to feel legitimate. And also to make like, I mean, the family stuff, like any sort of like familial language is about creating ties that don't actually exist. Because like no one wants to let down their mom, so like if I refer to my upline as my Arbon mama, uh-huh. yeah, then like that's awkward when I'm like, oh, I really want to leave Arbon because I found out it's a scam, but like you're my Arbon mama, so I don't want to let you down.
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's just yeah, it's it's wild. It's just wild to think about this like a year after leaving um all the wrong that is happening and all the racism and then also all the homophobia. Um one of my yeah one of my friends um who they um I won't specify them because I don't want to name drop them um for their privacy. Um they actually asked one of our director old directors um because they had like you know ask me anything chat box mm-hmm. on their Instagram story and she's like oh are you you know an advocate for LGBTQ, and she got blocked. So that's how they handle stuff too. And that's the same thing with racism
0: stuff. Yeah. Both of them. So it's wild. That hurts my, it just hurts my heart so much when people are like that. Like, why why do you have to hate on people for who they love or how they look like mm-hmm. first of all no one chose to be born no one was like mixing up the sperm in their eggs themselves and waiting to, waiting to hatch like nobody did that mix it up yeah we just like came into the world how we are and like it shouldn't like obviously I don't mean this in like I don't don't look into culture and things like that but like it shouldn't matter like meeting somebody on the street it shouldn't matter what they look like it shouldn't matter who they love it shouldn't matter like you should treat everyone with the respect
1: for sure for sure sure.
0: no I know
1: um it's really bad it's just like oh my god are you kidding me so yeah um I remember that it's just and then there's just a lot of to unpack about Monet that I experienced, but like the most prominent was like racism and homophobia. Mm -hmm. Um, It was just like, oh my God, um, these people are crazy. And like one of my um, directors, um, she is Colombian, but like, she's very white passing. Mm -hmm. So it was like, oh, this person is like, technically, you know, like, like me, but it was just like, no, this woman's white passing. But, like, it's just, like, she's using that white passing for bad. Yeah. And it's not good. I mean, a lot of people would say I'm white passing um, just because I look a little bit lighter in um, skin tone. Which, if you can see me, I'm obviously brown. (laughs) (laughs) I'm in my home states where I, like, get so golden brown all the time. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, it's just, like, it's so weird to see that out of. Um, out of a multi-marketing or a multi-level marketing thing but also like it just reminds strangely reminds me of like high school or like middle school
0: yeah um you know what was coming up for me when you were talking was um have you seen the lula rich documentary mm-hmm. oh of course um, <laughs> but so like what I've been thinking about a lot, and nobody's brought up the homophobia yet, but like there are so many MLMs, particularly Lou that we know about, um, being like, You need to pleasure your husband or your husband like controls like this part of your business and like things like that. And I'm like, Okay, not everyone has a husband.
1: People have partners. Yeah. Or um, like wives and all that. Um also the one I think if they were like I forget if it was, um, the wife or the husband telling like R- 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 Roberta Blevins too to like leave her husband. I think that's what I, I'm like, huh? I'm like, excuse me. Yeah. So it's not only just like, not everyone has a husband, but it's also like, you're not in charge of my marriage or my yeah. partnership. It's exactly. wild. Oh my God. Yeah. That blew my mind.
0: It was yeah. just so interesting. It's so, it's so interesting and it's so like normal in these like circles to, um well, I think part of it is like that these MLMs, they romanticize the American dream, quote unquote. um So having a nice house with a yard and a dog and you're married and you're partner and you look like Instagram models and like, they try to really like. Capture that life that everyone wants that looks like it's in a magazine, but it's on Instagram. So it feels a little bit more attainable. Um, and I think part of that quote unquote American dream is a white, cis, hetero thing. Like it's yeah. not ever pictured. I mean, now I guess it is a little bit more like barely. Like, you'll get a nice bank commercial or something like that that shows a nice uh, gay couple, and you're like, that's cute. Like, good for them. Like, good. Good job to try. (laughs) (laughs) Try. (laughs) Yeah. Like, you know, occasionally you'll see some representation in that, like, quote-unquote American dream uh, picture, but, like, very rarely, and especially not in the MLM world um Mm -hmm. I I have some male gay people that I've talked to about being on the podcast and I'm really excited to hear what they have to say about their experiences of being like another marginalized member of multi-level marketing
1: exactly yeah um yeah like sexuality yeah it's like so weird um because I've gone through so much of my sexuality change too so um and also like my oops my sorry my phone <laughs> my phone's okay. at low battery <laughs> oh no do you need hold on I'll no I'm good okay um uh, it's at 20 percent. we're fine it'll, it'll last it'll last um <laughs> so yeah, like, going through that, too, it's just, like, it's so interesting, um, because after, like, leaving Monet, that's, like, when I discover, like, oh, this is, like, you know, I'm not, I'm, like, I'm not binary now, so, um, and I, like, you know, I go by they, them, um, pronouns recently, um, I'm okay if you call if you say she, her, it's, like, not a huge deal, but it's, like, interesting to go through that, but, like, also, like, I don't, I cannot imagine processing my sexuality during like being in somewhere that's not safe to do that. Oh yeah. So I'm so sorry. I
0: usually ask at the beginning before we get on and I totally forgot in my little spiel of like all the questions. I'm so sorry. It's okay.
1: It's It's no worries. I am open with it. So if any, if it's like kind of like hard to, you know, Go with they them. Go you can go. Call me she her. That's fine. Um, you can refer to me as that. But yeah, isn't it? It's so interesting. Oh, it's just there's so much I can like talk about. And like, oh no, the ableism too is crazy. Um, so um,
0: do you mind talking about this a little bit more? Yes. Yeah. questions. Um, so did you end up starting your like journey through um your gender after you left? Yeah. Okay. Cause I was going to say like, I I talked to Molly a little bit about this in their episode about like, you know, like figuring out who you are. Mm -hmm. I feel like figuring out who you are is such a big part of network marketing, but Mm -hmm. like, they want you to figure out who you are in their scope of what they allow. Like they still want you to be a hun at the end of the day. Like you're still going to be like a little, Monet mm-hmm. bobblehead. Mm-hmm. No matter what clothes you put on, or whatever, what background you have, it's still like the same picture. Because um, they ha- want you to read the same books and the same. Like, there's no, there's no diversity in anything that you're doing. Like, mm-hmm. so I feel like it's really hard for people to really come to terms with who they are while they're in a network marketing company because of that
1: for sure for sure yeah it's wild yeah there's like a lot I've discovered after that so um it's weird yeah it's weird and then with like you know disability awareness too and like mental health uh, yeah it's like crazy
0: (laughs) well it's hard well the mental health stuff is particularly like sticky because a lot of um, network marketing companies, they don't want you to seek outside help. Mm. Uh, they only want you to seek help through what you talked about. They said, like, you need to do more personal development. And you're like, no, I need to go see a therapist. <laughs> I need to see a therapist. <laughs> um, like, there's no, I think that. Oh men, uh network marketing brings around a lot of shame and guilt around getting professional help from doctors or getting professional help from therapists or whatever professional it might be and um it's just it just sucks <laughs> yeah, it does it's yeah it's a it's
1: a wild time,
0: yeah, and it's funny because you know I feel like. Um, network marketers are real quick to post like little infographics that are like self-care and like all of these things but then they don't actually do the work that they're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. Like everyone was real quick to post their black square but who oh. actually did the work that they needed to do around um like internalized racism when George the whole George Floyd thing happened
1: um for sure so yeah yeah it's interesting um because people need to do the real work yeah like it's not just posting a black square or you know posting a coping skills infographic
0: like yeah it's
1: just not that it's just you need to be uncomfortable like the amount of times I've been uncomfortable is like limited yeah like unlimited I mean um so it's just like you need to acknowledge that and like acknowledge that in like different cultures and everything you know anti-blackness is very prevalent in every culture so um it's just like acknowledging that. And then also just doing the work. Like when you're doing the work, you're meant to feel uncomfortable.
0: Right. Exactly. And so that's actually what I wanted to ask you next about, or discuss next about was um, MLMs are so quick to be like, uh, there's no growth outside of your comfort zone. Or I just totally said that wrong. You don't grow, you don't grow outside of your comfort zone. That's the quote. Um, But like, so in some ways, that's true, right? Like, that that's true when it comes to examining your internalized racism. It's true when it comes to, like, recognizing mental health issues. It's true when it comes to examining, like, any sort of systematic, like, issues that we need to dismantle, things like that. Things that we've been told all of our life that are true that are not, Um, like, a a low-key example might be like when uh you first found out that christopher columbus wasn't a great guy (laughs) your entire life thinking that he was fantastic and then you become an adult and you find out that he raped and murdered millions and millions of people um
1: it's horrid oh
0: like that's uncomfortable like that's uncomfortable when you first hear that because you were told your entire life that he was great.
1: <laughs> I know, yeah. It's weird, like, yeah. There's a lot of history we learned in elementary, middle, and high school that we don't like learn, right? Like Black Wall Street and uh, other things like that. So it's just like, it's like, why aren't we learning about this, right? And then, like, in particularly out here in California, um, we have the um, mission. So, like, and that goes back to Native Americans in the area eradicating their culture. And like, uh, you know, when I was younger, we made um we made mission um like dioramas and learn about the missions and go to the missions for field trips. I um, remember my mom brought me to. There's still like a picture of my sister in front of the fountain um at El Capistran. Um, which is a mission um it's I don't know where exactly it is but it's it's around the area it's down south kind of near San Diego um and it's beautiful but it has a lot of bad history to it because it's eradicating Native American culture yeah it's wild isn't it it's just like yeah it's just like something that was like sacred in like California um elementary middle and high school we learn yeah it's not as great and I'm sure like you know like the gold rush too up in California was not good I do know because like it was very anti-Asian too they used Chinese people for labor yeah to do the work I think in the gold rush too but also in railroads so yeah yeah, there's just so much history we don't know that we need to kind of like feel uncomfortable like yeah like Columbus like that's that does not feel good to celebrate someone every october um but i feel like other countries are doing good like i forget i think it's in Me- in um, mexico city um they took down a columbus um statue but replaced it with an indigenous um, woman statue so i mean like
0: there, that's keeping enough that's being done, so much work but um you know some of it is a little bit late to the game but you know oh yeah so anyway, so the like anti or not anti MLM, MLMs are using that like be uncomfortable and grow mindset to try to justify their feelings when you're messaging your friends and family begging them to buy your products or join your pyramid scheme. Um, they're like, no, it's okay. It's normal to be uncomfortable. It's normal to feel that way, but it's not. Like that is one of the instances where you should be listening to your gut and saying like, ooh, I don't feel good doing this. Why mm-hmm. am I doing it? Um, like, I, I think it's important that like, we start to learn like the time and the place of when it's appropriate to feel uncomfortable.
1: Hmm. Yeah, that's, oh my God, I just had a, I had a moment. I forgot from what you said that I was going to say, but it'll come back to me. Yeah, <laughs> it's just- yeah, it's oh no, it's your trusting your intuition. That's it. Um, yeah. going back to like Lexi, um, she talks about that like what that gut feeling you feel when you're out of your comfort zone that's your intuition. Yeah, you're not like it's okay not to be in your or you know, um, staying in your comfort zone. Like sometimes it's great to get out of it to sell a product for an MLM company that's totally different, but like it's yeah. Like, I mean, if like, you know, if you're asking out like, your crush or something, that's like, that's totally okay to do. Cause like, that's right. like, you know, that's like, you're getting out of your comfort zone for that reason. But like, but if it's for like, you know, an MLM and they're teaching you to like take every opportunity to be a sell.
0: Yeah.
1: Then like, you're not trusting your to tu- and you're like, they're trying to make you not trust your intuition. So right. yeah, it's funny. Yeah, uh, Funny you say that. Cause I, I remember watching that from Lexi. Um, recently and I was just like oh my god yeah because the amount of times I've been told that but like it's just like no that's like not cool like I really wish I listened to like my family in the beginning where they're like I don't know this seems like a scam and they make people lose hair and I was just kind of like no like it can't be it's supposed to be this wonderful opportunity but I'm like now realizing it I regret not like stopping but like I also think regrets like teach you lessons
0: yeah absolutely absolutely I mean that's why we have we're all here while we have this movement like because we made mistakes and we're here to help people not make the same Mm. mistakes or if you're currently making this mistake and you're listening like we're here to help you try to get out of it before you keep digging yourself into a bigger hole of this monster of a system that is just draining your bank account (laughs) racist misogynistic like it's just uh and also
1: targeting younger people too have you ever like thought about that like the age for it's 18 and like that's like most college students like that's like my sister's age well she's not 18 but she's 20 and that's like around my sister's age and I'm like I would not want her to be scammed by that um I think I was 23 when I did this, and now I'm 26. So, um, yeah, and like MLMs have been like so like they've been a thing forever, and it's just yeah. wild to see that. Like I was listening to the Sha- Shackley, is that it? Yeah, Shackley yeah. episode, and my with my mom, and she was like, "I know what that is," and I was, and like we were listening to it, and she's like, "Oh my god, this is so like this is so sad." Like I, yeah, it's not, and it just not just goes into like racism and all that. It just goes into like. How these people like manipulate and vulnerable people to wanting to keep going back to this, right? Like especially like with relaunching your business. If yeah. you're like, oh, I don't feel about this, the amount of times they're like, you should relaunch your business. When I was in Monet, was unlimited.
0: Yeah, and like what? Like I can never think. I can't think of a single legitimate business that I've ever seen relaunch. Like what? Yeah. Like I've you never, don't see Target they, like, like their page, yeah. You don't see Target relaunching their business. No, like what?
1: Yeah, it's not like the new Target. Come and yeah. shop here. Yeah, no, yeah. you don't. Like they will rebrand their, um,
0: like They're their local. brand.
1: Yeah, but they won't
0: be like we're a whole new like you know right. No, I feel like anything. it's more like updating and modern modernizing mm. versus being like we're here again with the same shit here we are with the same crap
1: (laughs) no yeah you don't see like yeah it's just so weird and like marketing tactics too for most mlms are just like oh my god like this is not what a, a traditional like business would do right like I learned that I'm like that's this is not what it would be um and you would not, if you're an actual small business online, you wouldn't be using manipulation tactics in your SEO, which um, search engineer optimization, or you know how they're always like optimize your um, social media. You don't need to optimize your social media, like that's a lie. Like you can learn how to make your, you know, your actual small business better, but like manipulating and using hashtags like that, that's not cool. Like, that's how they find vulnerable people, is through the hashtags. Right. And so if you ever thought about it, it's through hashtags and, like, social media market. I made a whole paper about this, <laughs> so I can geek out about this. Um, but it's, like, using those tactics. And it's the same thing. To get, like, you know, the single moms, the the um, LGBTQ plus people, like, me, like, as, like, a cult, you know, as a young adult. Even older women and, like, men, too. Yeah. Like, you can see Amway's like the like the biggest company and like the, I think the longest company, and besides from Shackley, um, that's been around. So
0: I think there are like a couple of dinosaur companies that are just like not as well known as Amway. Yeah, um, I don't know them yet, other than Shackley. Me but. neither. <laughs> but I'm, 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 Shackley I'm pretty sure the that there are a few of them, but yeah, it, it's just. I don't even know. <laughs> I know. I know it's weird. It's wild. Uh, all right. I think we've covered a lot. Do you have any other topics that you want to talk about before
1: we go? No. Um. I think we've covered it. It feels good. It feels yeah. good to like
0: It feels good um, to have these like really important conversations. You know, it's like Sorry, <laughs> we both talked. <laughs> you go. No, it's
1: okay. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's it's important to have these hard conversations, like like I think you are about to say yeah. because like it's it's hard. Like, like, you know, once you leave a MLM, they use that to manipulate you and to kind of scare you into not talking about it so that people keep going to it. So yeah, it's really rewarding and healthy um to do that. And like, you know, I came along, I feel like I've came a long way um since like I could say August 2020. Um, you know I still have dips and you know dips or lows and highs and lows that's what I'm trying to say yeah. but like I'm here I got through it I'm yeah. strong as yeah. hell um, yeah you are <laughs> Um, and we're you know it's after this like you're working on your like you know you're working on things like you were supposed to work you know that you were supposed to work out in a MLM like you know like for me in particular like I'm um, back to anti MLM or anti Monet Queen's um, I remember sharing the, you know, no shame cells, whatever her name yeah. is, um, hers being like, it's so empowering and like to network marketing. I'm like, mm, girl, no, that ruined my confidence. Um, but then like, you know, having women and like, you know, friends being like, um, Heather and Brit in particular, they were like, oh no, we're gonna, we're gonna work on that. We're going to get you confident. Like, you're not going to, we're not going to have that. And I'm like, you're right. You're right.
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on and like having such an important conversation with me and making sure that like we're having these conversations in the anti-MLM space because it is really important and like um, I really appreciate it because again, as I've said, like I'm just one white girl talking about this stuff and I, I'm happy to share the platform that I have with anyone who wants to share their story from any any minority or anyone in general so
1: Mm -hmm. yeah for sure I'm really appreciative for it Mm -hmm. and like you know um for like you know I love giving up at 7 a.m to do um, (laughs) during
0: my vacation
1: you're Um, a trooper I really
0: appreciate
1: that I know it's really fun so did you have any other questions you had to ask for me or No, I not that I can think of. Obviously, we'll hang
0: up and I'll be like, oh my god, we should have talked about this. We
1: should have talked about this, Matt. Yeah, no, yeah. It's been really fun. Yeah. Um people are free to follow my Instagram. Um if they want to. It's at Kenzie Fay. Um K-E it's a -A K-E-N-Z-I-E-F-A-Y. So basically, cut the McKenzie and put the Kenzie.
0: Um, <laughs> um, I'll put it in the show notes. Um, show if you'll wants know to find we you. see BTS. Yeah.
1: You'll know you see all the BTS stuff on there.
0: <laughs> all right. Awesome. Well, I hope that you have a fantastic day and enjoy the rest of your vacation. Um,
1: you too. Thank you so much. All right.
0: Bye, everyone.